This week, the Rural Roundup is bringing you something a little different. We spoke to six diversified farm businesses across Scotland, asking them about their journeys, the conversations they had along the way, and the decisions they had to make. This week, we are going to hear the story of Tina McPhail from Grinavat Community Hub. Tina McPhail has worked in hospitality for over 30 years, doing everything from dishwashing to accounting. The community has always played a large part in the role she's held, as Tina believes community and hospitality go hand in hand. Her current role with Grinovac Community Hub gives her the opportunity to stay true to her Isle of Lewis roots, her family, traditions, Gaelic language and crofting, and allows her to pass it on to others. The UCBA, or the Bragger and Arnold Community Trust in English, is the owner of the Grinovac Community Building in North Bragger, Isle of Lewis. The community is at the heart of the trust. The Grinovac Community Building provides community facilities, a community veg garden and market, an exhibition space with regularly changing features, a cafe, self-catering accommodation for 12, one fully wheelchair accessible room, a laundrette and an electric car charging point. The Bragger and Arnold Community Trust is a social enterprise, a small community organisation with big ideas, remaining true to itself, with community, family, Gaelic and tradition at its heart. Callum Johnston, one of our FAS advisors and FAS TV producers, sat down with Tina to find out more about this fantastic community resource and how it helps the crofting community it serves. Tina, Ian, it's great to have you on the podcast this afternoon. Thank you for, for joining us. I wonder, just to kick things off, uh, Tina, could you introduce yourself and just give us a flavour of your role at Grinovat? My name's Tina McPhail and I'm the manager at Grinovat. I came into that position in oh, November 2020. It's a community organisation. Um, Previous to that, it had been a school, and it had been a school for about 134 years. So that's from about 1978, and the last class was taught in 2012. Once that happened, um, the local government decided that they wanted to close the school. Um, much to the dismay of the community, there was at that point there would be nothing left. There was no school, there was no daycare centre, there was no playgroup for children, and the community was really lost. Uh, there was nowhere, nothing for them to do, nowhere for them to socialise. It was a really difficult time. Uh, the local council decided that they put the school up for sale. And after many meetings, the community decided that they wanted to take it over. So about 10 years ago, the Bragger and Arnold Community Trust was developed and they bought the school back and they started doing fun days. They started doing coffee mornings. They started to do um, kind of brunches, just kind of social, social things, fun days. And they just used it as a meeting place. And they really proved that they needed it. Um, and then they stayed as a tight community and they managed to secure funding from various bodies to the tune of one and a half million pounds. And the renovations of the school began in 2019. 
And they were, obviously, COVID had a major impact on that. So the renovations weren't completed until December 2020. And I started my job then. Um, And a lot of work had been done prior to that. So I suppose my job was to kind of take what had started and develop it and um, preserve the history that had been created, the history that was there when it was a school and the history that had been there um, previous to that and just build on it. A lot of work had been done by so many people. So I had a big, a big task. But I must say it's just been a hugely enjoyable one, particularly for the last two years. It's been incredible. That's brilliant. What an amazing uh, background. Now, I'm also um, joined uh, today by my colleague, Ian McMillan, who is a senior agricultural consultant uh, based um, in our Stornoway SEC consulting office. So, Ian, um, I wonder just briefly, could you just tell us a little bit about your work and what's been passing over your desk recently? Uh, well, I'm Ian McMillan and I'm a native from Lewis. Um, I, I've worked in, in SAC for over 16 years, longest job I've ever stuck. Uh, so I must be liking something about it. Um, the job is the most varied thing I've ever come in across in my life, from sheep records uh, into regulatory work, whether it's as assignations or sublets. Um, we do agri-environment. We look at biodiversity on moorland, so we're doing all that at the moment. Um, and we're doing farm advisory um, events and programs, and that's how I got in contact with Tina. That's amazing. And and Ian, you say you're a native. Are you, are you a native to Lewis, Tina? Yes. Well, I don't know. I moved up here when I was six, so I suppose I am technically. <laughs> I've been here for quite oh, some hi, time for sure. now. <laughs> so so you, you gave us a great history of, of, of Grinevat and, you know, that whole sort of school um, background. What kind of events do you run nowadays? Well, we've got a cafe and the cafe is open approximately six days a week. Um, we also have a community space and we do coffee mornings. Um, we kind of do, we hire out the community space for um, local groups. We do keep fit in there. We do art classes. We do um, family music times. We do dance for children. Um it's growing. We do, we do concerts. We do kind of um, small nights you know in our cafe we call it beside the fire we do fireside chats we do um take small local musicians and they do a performance in our cafe we work with artists and residents um it's growing substantially we also kind of um deliver food out into the community there are gardens at the rear of the building in which the community um can almost rent a plot for a year or two years. We have two poly clubs at the rear of the building and they're used by the community um, as well, growing vegetables and herbs and salads. We have a shed at the back of the building, which is affectionately known as the man shed. Um, the man shed is used by, again, the male members of the community. They were tired of sitting, listening to the women at chatting um, at the coffee mornings and they wanted a space of their own and they wanted a place where they could repair things. So we received funding in order to buy, to put the man shed in place. Um, 
the man shed's been used for quite a lot of things recently. Um, we actually use it as a stall during the Scottish Opera, who we had in our car park, um, and we used to sell fruit juice and refreshments from the man shed too. So quite diverse things that happen. Um, I get into that. We've also got a hostel um, as well, and the hostel kind of takes kind of raises funds for the charitable element of it. Um, Bragg and Arnold Community Trust is a charity, so the hostel is able to give us an, an income. Um, and we do find that between the months of probably, I'd say, March to June are our busiest times in there. But with the people that come into our hostel, we want to make them part of the community. That's part. That's probably where our strength lies, is people come to us as strangers and they leave us as friends. And that's happened numerous times throughout throughout the year I mentioned we've got a community shop so um, it's not a community shop it's an honesty shop and uh, it's people in the local community are able to either make preserves they can make hats socks and they can sell them in this honesty shop and then the money that's made from that um, goes back into the community again so it's um, somebody's way of just earning a little bit of extra money um, we've started a new thing now called Barter Saturday with the success of the polycrubs and kind of just people kind of being more sustainable. They've had such surplus of veg. So we've said Barter Saturday, come along and you can barter with your next door neighbour for six eggs or um, six carrots or a bag of potatoes. So that went down. That was a new thing that we tried and we're hoping to continue with that. You, you mentioned there that you're growing um you know you're growing produce in in polycrubs it's been oh it's got to be about three years uh, since i was last over in lewis um and i wonder ian you know when i was last across there was a real you know boom in you know crofters putting up polycrubs is, is that still the case yeah that has that has not stopped um it's uh, the way our climate has changed and our climate has really changed um from, I mean, I've lived here all my life. Um, our winters are wetter, uh, milder, as we're experiencing at the moment. Um, but it's much, much windier. We're much, we're so exposed here. And the polycrub, that rigid structure of a polytunnel, which is fiberglassed, uh, system with wood on the base, um, offers people an extended season. They can grow a larger uh, amount of crops. Um, and it's interesting to see how people are just sort of evolving in how they use them. Initially, they think they can just grow regular vegetables in it, whether it's potatoes or cabbages or whatever. And then they soon realize they've got to have more control on things. They have a broader range. They can have success of crops. And it's um, it's it's maybe businesses that um, uh, people are developing that you would never, ever had that opportunity before. And because if you're on a croft in particular, you can access funding through the uh, Crofting Agricultural Grant Scheme to support you to um, to erect one of these polycrubs because nothing nowadays is cheap. So any assistance is greatly welcomed. And in, the more we can encourage to do this, the greater the, wide, the network of people who can supply produce in our communities. And I think Tina would say, you'd say, you know, if you could source more veg and that, I think it would be, something you'd be looking to to do oh, wouldn't it 100% absolutely um we would do that all the time time if we could 
Do you um, use that in your cafe? Do you use local food in your cafe if you can? We use it in the cafe, and if people wanted to sell it through our honesty shop, we would do we would do that um, as well. And when we did the barter Saturday, what didn't sell or what what they were unable to swap a barter Saturday, we actually sold through the honesty shop. Um, and it goes down in that people love that people want to taste fresh local produce they, they don't want to be reliant on the supermarkets anymore and it, i think it's fantastic i'm interested tina you you mentioned earlier that part or all of i'm not quite sure just how much if it's the whole business is is set up a, as, a, as a charity is that right how does that work in practice is it a social enterprise it's a social enterprise yeah so what, what is a what is a social enterprise how, how does that work um a social enterprise is just about i suppose the the clues and the name is it's it's there it's a charity but you're actually being able to provide for yourself as well and you're operating it as a business so while it is a charity it is it is actually a business i think that's the most important aspect of it we don't you know we don't rely on donations donations are good there are projects that we will need funding for but we try and be as sufficient as we as we can be um so any money that's generated by the cafe or by the hostel gets put back into the business again who, who tends to be your your sort of customer base because i'd imagine that it's you know, it's probably quite varied. You know, you've got a tourism element, but then you've also got, you know, a local community element. So how would you define your customers if that's even possible? I don't know. Um, well, in our first year, it was quite easy to do because we had to do track and chase with all our customers. And at that time, I would estimate that 75% of trade just coming through our cafe area was local trade. Um, and by local, I don't mean just from the villages of Braga and Arnold. I mean from from the Isle of Lewis. Um, and they're coming as far away as Scalpy in Harris and Point. A lot of people were almost bypassing Stornoway to come across to us. But maybe one of the reasons where we were quite new. The hostel element is, again, it was quite surprising. Uh, in our first year, I would say it was half and half. We had a lot of people staying in the hostel that, hostel that had family connections. Um, and we actually had a local group staying in the hostel for two or three days as well. Your, our hostel, I suppose, is more for the visitors to the island, those that are doing the Hebridean Way or, say, forever, for example, due to the, the weather. The weather can change so rapidly. Um, and people have been camping. They'll come to the hostel and spend a couple of nights there. In the last year, I would say, particularly in our cafe area, I would say almost 100% are people from the Isle of Lewis basically just coming into the cafe. And I think it was a big, I think the community had been concerned that the cafe would just be used to generate income and that the tourists would be catered for more than more than the local people were. And that's not actually been been the case for us, for us anyway. Um, and the community had been so supportive to us from the very, very beginning. And they continue to do so. That's really interesting how, you know, it's, you know, the community community's really bought into it as well. Um, yeah. Why would you say, you know, you're obviously in a in quite a remote, rural part of Scotland. So, you know, why would you say, Tina, it's important to, to, 
to bring people together, particularly in remote communities? Um, I've kind of been discussing this with kind of the staff at Grinevat. I think with Braga and Arnold, they're one of the oldest communities in the Outer Hebrides, particularly on the west coast of Lewis. And they've always had, particularly Braga and Arnold, have always had a very strong sense of community. I think what we've found, going, even growing up, you, you, you came to Braga and Arnold as a, as a stranger, but you left with, with friends. And I think being in a community and pulling together, it's... I can't, it's a difficult question to answer. I can't actually pinpoint, community means so many different things to so many, to so many people. And I have so many gifted people in my community. Um, and I think during COVID, people came together a lot more. But the people of Braga and Arnold now, we've noticed that one of the biggest fears for us was our declining um, population. But in the last years, there's so many young families moving back. So many houses have all been sold, but they've actually been sold to individuals from the village or with a, a connection to the village. Um, I had a lady who said actually she wouldn't have stayed in Braga had it not been the fact that there had been such a strong sense of community and the Braga and Arnold Community Trust. But it is when you when you define community, it's it's a difficult I think that's a difficult thing to do because community means so many different things to most to so many people. But it's about preserving what your community has, preserving its culture, preserving its history, um, and educating the next and educating the next generation, I suppose. Yeah. I noticed, you know, I had a quick scan of your website before this this podcast uh, recording, and and one thing that clearly comes across is that you guys are very keen to celebrate and promote your culture, your your heritage, and also the language of the islands as well. You know, why would you say it's important to continue these traditions? If they're not continued, they're lost forever. If we don't pass on these traditions that we have if we don't pass on the stories that you know that I heard or that my grandmother heard they're lost forever and I think that's 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 really sad I mean I remember so many of the stories um and I think we rely so much on computers the art of storytelling has actually gone now Gaelic Gaelic language will disappear and that's the last thing any of us need we need to treasure what we have and, and 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 treat it like a treasure because it's invaluable you can't put a price on it yeah I, I i totally agree and and ian are you finding the same you know in the crofton community it's it's really important to keep these traditions alive absolutely um it, it, it's what's happening actually in crofton out here in the islands may not reflect what's happening in other areas we're beginning to see some younger people, more women coming into agriculture, but more traditional crofting practices that we're, we're uh, here in the past, whether how they utilise the ground, uh, how stock are managed, what type of stock has been used. That's all. It's almost like it's coming back. Um, maybe we don't have sort of cultural centres on that. Um, you know, and the island's much bigger than people actually think, Lewis and Harris. But when you have something like like a Grunewald in the community and the blend of everything that they're offering 
whether it be from the food, from the cultural events. I think one of the things they're really good at, hats off to Tina and her team, is how how they offer sort of it. It keeps on varying. It keeps your interest. Um, there's there's loads of like small cultural events. There's local artists. There's people coming in, as you said. Scottish Opera coming in. I mean, goodness me, who ever thought that was going to happen over in Braga? You, you just never think that. But I'll tell you, I I don't know how many times I tried to get into the centre, and it's it's packed. I, it, it is packed. It is packed with local people. Um, it's an opportunity for pe- people to meet together and talk, and it's, that social interaction is so important. And for me, as a crofter, you know, coming to a place where I can, you know, go into the museum and thing, see artefacts from a community and that, oh, it's a great thing to have in our community. And the more we have it, the better. Absolutely. So, Tina, who, who were the key people uh, involved in Grinovat, you know, are involved in, you know, coming up with new ideas? You know, surely there must be other people involved in, in these events, running the events, thinking of the ideas. Who else is involved um, that perhaps, you know, we can give recognition to today on, on the podcast with coming up with ideas and thinking of new things for the future? Oh, help us. Uh, we've got our community officer, Murdo Morrison. So he deal, you know, he's with the community. He's out there. He's talking to people and he also does the Gaelic element as well. Um, we've got Christine McLeod and she helps with all our Gaelic classes. Um Katrina Campbell, who is one of the founding members of of UCBA. Um, and without her, I don't think the building would be there. Anne Campbell, and she does the artistic element. Um, so all of our exhibitions go through Anne Campbell. Um, John McLeod, we have Gordon Williamson, who's our chairman, and he's done most, if, if not all the work, in landscaping um, the grounds outside we also had Ali Williamson who was there before I was and he had done so much in the community with young people and um, the adults he was the, really the one that developed the gardens in the first place um, another gentleman Callum and Catherine they had done a lot of research into the history of the school and had gone back and looked at all the records that they were there's just so many people I, I you know they're a gifted bunch of people. They all have such amazing skills. And uh, I, there's too many of them. There's actually too many of them to name. But, I mean, I must say that I've got a, a trust that are 100% behind us. They're, lo- they're, you know, they're local. They know what it means to be a local person. Um, and they put their heart and soul into everything, you know, that 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 we do so when there's an event on I can guarantee you that at least three members of my trust are going to be at that event and we've had some you know as Yang said we've done the Scottish Opera Um, we've just actually had a dancer from Germany who has um, created a dance to Gaelic poetry and another dance to Gaelic to Gaelic song so you can see how diverse that we actually Oh, and it's just about listening to the community and listening to the people that I actually have working with me and for me and just kind of developing their ideas um, as well. So tell us, Tina, about the staff that you've got at Grinova. Are they, are they all local people? Where do they come from? Well, when the business plan for Grinova was developed, they said that they would employ, say, 
a full-time member of staff and a part-time member of staff. At the height of the season, I had 13 members of staff, um, including myself. Eight of us are actually from the villages of Braga and Arnor, which is some feat in itself. We do have up to 15 volunteers as well. So with the volunteers, they will help us distribute food in the community. They will help in the gardens. Um, they'll help at community fundies. Uh, Christine, one of our volunteers, she'll help with the conversational Gaelic classes. And obviously, those that are on our trust, they all they also do that voluntarily um, as well. So that is what, you know, with my staff and my volunteers, that is how um, Grinevap is run. And it must be really rewarding uh, for for you and the team. You know, it must be a really rewarding experience and just seeing the smile on people's faces. Uh, you know, what does it mean to you? What does it mean to me? Community. That's what it means to me. Um, Annie, and you'll know that as you as you're growing up in in the villages and rural locations, you're in and out your neighbours' houses all the time. You didn't need to knock on the door. You didn't need to wipe your feet and it's just about bringing that sense of community back again and helping each other and knowing each other and knowing when somebody's having a problem knowing in how, on how you can help and it's not for me it's not about getting anything back I don't think I just obviously we've all got our motivations but I, I can't tell you what I do I just genuinely do enjoy it I enjoy when something is successful, I get frustrated when something doesn't work. Um, don't get me wrong; nothing ever goes nothing ever goes completely smoothly. There are always going to be days where it's going to be hit and miss, and you just kind of. And it's, a lot of it's a learning curve. I think that's the thing. Um, you're not going to get everything right all of the time, and you can only improve on what you do. You, none of us know what's around the next corner. We've already had you know, COVID, fuel crisis and poverty crisis is next. And you just have to be able to adapt and learn, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And, and Ian, you know, even for yourself, it must be, even in your role uh, as a consultant, you know, it must be really rewarding to, to be going, working with clients, but also, you know, I, I know myself that you've got a foot in the communities on Lewis. You know, what does it mean to you? Uh, it's really important and it's important for us. I think we're more engaged as SAC. Yes, we're engaged in community, but we have 450 subs crofting subscribers from our books here. And that's something in such a spread out remote and rural areas we have here. And, and they're keen, they're enthusiastic. And it, that does us good when you can keep that going. It's tough. It's tough just now for sure. Costs are, are high. Um, it's hard to keep people together. You're avail aware of people's vulnerabilities. Um, uh, that's certainly something that we can, we, we're noticing ourselves, people wondering how they're going to afford things and that. And that's why it's important to have these different groups coming together, community groups and looking out for each other, because it's really, really important. Whether it's an agency as ourselves, uh, where we, we can maybe sort of direct folk to uh, to meet together with others or make somebody look out for them. It's really, really important um, in everything that we do in our lives. You know, we're, we're not, we're, no man's an island and no, no woman's an island. We, if we work together and look after each other. Um, things that are changing, though, in all my time on here is the, the cultural aspect of things has really changed. And I see with our young people opportunities for music and that. We didn't have that when we were young. 
I'm making myself out to be really old. I'm not too old, but you know, my kids now play, play two are fiddle players, one plays the pipes, and one's on the guitar. It's a noisy house, but we never had that opportunity. And you see that cultural development. The same with Gaelic and Gaelic events and community events. Everything used to be in Stornoway. It's not Stornoway anymore. Um, we have events out in the community. We held an event recently actually out at Grinnellrath uh, where we did uh, a meeting on boxed veg and we had a demo of, of food and then we had a great spread of, of food uh, uh, laid on for us there. It, it, it's it's superb. What what the likes of Tina and her teams do in the community, is it's amazing. It, it's really worth seeing and worth going to visit them. Uh, but you're going to struggle to get through the door because it's pretty busy. <laughs> He's not lying. It is. It is busy. No. It can some days can be quite overwhelming. I have to say. So, so finally, Tina, just to to round things up, what what's what's next for Grinovat, and how can people find out more? Um. Well, they can find out more by going on our Facebook page, which is the ideal way, or you can go on to our website and keep an eye on there. You can see what we've been up to with regards to artists and residents. Um, and I don't really want to say too much about what's happening next. I'm kind of keeping things under wraps for now, but I think it is first and foremost is community. We are working with Fair Share Scotland. We are delivering food packages to, um, some of the communities and we're trying to kind of do that, you know, while in the Braga and Arnold area, but also spread further a field um i have one or two plans for the next couple of months so all i can say is watch watch this space but community is at very much at the heart and that's what it is um you know and it's about kind of being sustainable it's about making people want to, you know giving people a reason to come and visit us um and i think that's the main thing and actually for me it's just knowing that the community have been so supportive I get my chance to thank them and they come and thank me by spending a little bit of money in the cafe. And actually, since we work with Yang in the summertime, um, I've had a lady who's actually wanting to come and supply the cafe with um, vegetables. In fact, she came to see me the other day. So that was absolutely, absolutely fantastic. So if more people want to do that, amazing. Brilliant. So yeah, watch this space as you, as you say. Uh, that's brilliant. Um, Thank you so much. You know, just to just to round things off um, today. Thank you both uh, very much for for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, Grinovat sounds amazing. See, next time I'm I'm over there, Ian. I'm definitely going to be asking you to give me a trip up to to Grinovat. Great cake, excellent coffee. <laughs> I am no kidding, and a great wee fire in the corner. It's superb. It sounds amazing. Um, you've definitely sold it. You sold it to all of us. Um, so no, it's great to hear what you're doing. Um, you know, you're supporting a real community spirit over there. And that really comes through, you know, really comes through in the podcast today, bringing people together in what is, you know, let's be honest, it's it's quite a remote um, rural part of Scotland. And it's, it's great to see that you're bringing people together and also sharing, you know, the culture heritage and and the gaelic language uh, of the west coast of scotland which is which is great so it's it's wonderful to hear and thank you again for, for joining us today thank you thank you if you want to visit grunavad uh, a community hub over the west side of the isle of lewis if you head out sort of 12 miles uh, approximately out of stornoway you head across the barvis moor which is open moorland and bleak 
definitely in the winter. But then you come to the villages of uh, Lower Barvis and Arnold, and then you sort of enticed along there, they stretch out these villages all the way along the, the west coast there. Most of the villages in Lewis are on the coast, they're not in the middle. And all of a sudden you come to Bragar. And last you enter into Bragar, there's this large imposing building on the right, but very inviting building. The old school style, very much what you see across the island from the past, but it's been redeveloped into a modern facility. It's nestled with croft land to the back of it, um, small paddocks and sheep and cattle grazing on the, in, out on, onto the moorland when it heads out into what is actually open, uh, expansive moorland. And yet they're only like a mile and a half to the coastline. Um, it's, it's just an inviting place. It's been developed so well. It's so fresh from an old building to be a fresh, open place. It's just an amazing place to visit. If you are interested in crofting culture, community and heritage, similar to Grinevat, you can check out another podcast uh, where my colleague Mary Jane Laurie interviews Chris Dyer from Bressy. Um, he is based at Garth's Croft, so I would fully recommend that podcast. And it is also available on Fast Sounds in the Agriculture podcast channel. Thanks so much for listening to this bonus episode of the Rural Roundup. You can find out more about the businesses and the people featured through the links in the show notes. If you enjoyed this story, please share it with others that you think would enjoy it. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel to get our regular fortnightly episodes as soon as they're released. The Farm Advisory Service Podcast. Audio advice on livestock, crops and soils, environment, rural business and more. Brought to you in association with the Scottish Government.